Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, the stars. The stars? Yeah. You know how, like, you got big balls of gas in the sky? Yeah, yeah. And then they're, sometimes they tell you about your future. Okay, you kind of lost me there. Steve, we need to talk. back so glad you guys could join us i am here once again with my best friend peppin how's it going peppin yo yo doing well doing well how about yourself steve not too bad so glad that we're all here today and when i say we're all here today i'm talking about our super special guests from the unqualified networks podcast we're talking to forrest and nate how's it going guys doing good doing great and now we got you guys remotely from the literal other side of the state um, so <laughs> we're really glad to, to have you here and we're all together on the podcast NH website. Yes. Just join this week ourselves. And that's so awesome to hear. And we're, we're really glad that we're all together and we're able to get together and, and do a crossover episode and kind of share fan bases and share what we're about. Um, do you want to want to give a rundown about what you guys do on your podcast? Because you guys are over like over 300 episodes. That's crazy. Yeah, we've been doing this for oh, close to seven years. Close to seven years. Wow. On episode three hundred and fifty-one of our regular show, we do a unfortunately far more infrequent sports podcast than I would like, uh, which is myself and Forrest. That one's at one hundred and ninety-three episodes, I think now. Yeah. And we do uh, a yearly special called uh, Fantasy Fiction Football, which is always a lot of fun to do, where we draft foot, we draft fantasy football teams with fictional characters. Oh my and the God. whole reason we called ourselves a network is that we have a couple of Let's Plays up there, too, as well. We were going to be a lot of stuff, but then we realized life got in the way, and we just kind of dialed it back after a little while. That's super fair. I mean, I love this idea of the the, the fantasy characters in football. Who's your who's your number one draft pick this year? Um, let's see. I always keep uh, Motoko Kusanagi as uh, my coach every year. From Ghost in the Shell. From Ghost in the Shell. Oh, okay. And okay. I'm... Always, I'm almost always going to draft my kicker as the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels, because I like to have a super kicker. Uh, my starting center is Thanos. Yeah, uh, he, he might be. He might. Uh, he might get banned for performance enhancing. Uh, <laughs> performance enhancing backgrounds. We didn't keep Wedge out with the X-wing. I, I think he's a wildie. It couldn't be Gauntlet. Yeah, we we have a couple of our friends join us who aren't normally on the podcast for that one, and inevitably there are a few that get drafted that are um a little on the uh, uh un- odd side odd side yeah <laughs> we'll just go odd side yeah so usually can... a friend of ours always work drafts rob gronkowski as his tight end <laughs> which, <laughs> which we can't argue against it honestly i, get, yeah. I guess like i'd get like sonic as my running back or something that has happened uh, I, pretty that. much every year i think and sonic and the flash are some kind of speedster yep, yep. <laughs> Well, this is this is awesome. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here. So today we're talking about horoscopes. Tell me about you guys. What What's your thoughts on horoscope? Let's start there. I actually kind of believe in it a little bit. Not a lot, but I, I don't check my horoscope every every day in the paper anymore. I used to, but um, I've gotten away from that. I, I do think that there's forces that are kind of leading you on a path you're you're allowed to go against it but that there is something there 
I, I don't know how much the stars are actually telling you of that, but I think it's fun to at least think that they are. Okay. I, on the other hand, uh, am extremely skeptical. I, I don't believe in them at all. My roommate very much believes in them, which is occasionally a source of uh, of some friction between the two of us. But yeah, I, I've I've never believed that uh, mankind had anything written in the stars other than you know a waypoint to other places. I'm on that kind of boat as well. Like very skeptical. Uh, I'd say extreme skeptic. I don't have any belief in it, but uh, I think it's kind of fun. I mean, it's. To me, it's a cold reading technique or just kind of vague generalizations that could be true, like fortune cookies. But I don't think it's any reason not to get involved in it as long as you maybe kind of know or maybe there's that little thought in the back of your mind like, like about Santa Claus. You know, maybe maybe he's real. Maybe it's... Wait, uh, what? Santa. You think Santa Claus may be real? Oh, no. It's just a back of the thought, you know, thing there. <laughs> in the back of your mind, you're like, maybe Santa Claus. Maybe. Maybe he exists. But <laughs> how about you, Steve? Uh, I I totally believe in it. Um, so I think we have, we've hit every end of the spectrum here. I mean, yeah. there's, uh, you know, somebody who's one who falls under one horoscope isn't under another. Um, and they don't. They're not general enough where you can you can apply them across the board. I think there's some that fit you really really spot on. Like I I feel like mine fits me pretty much to a T. Um, versus some others that wouldn't fit me the same. There are some that overlap, of course. Um, so you're going to have some that are, that are, you know, oh, I could see myself maybe being under that, that category as well. But this one fits me the best. Um, so what does everybody know what, what sign they are? Uh, I'm assuming we're talking Western Zodiac rather than yeah. Chinese. I know both. <laughs> do you know both? I know both of mine. I uh, might remember both, but it's been a while since I looked at the whatever Chinese one. Whatever one do you I know? know. I know that I'm a Cancer under the, uh, under the traditional Western Zodiac. All right, all right. I am a horse under traditional, and I am a monkey under the Chinese. I feel like I'm Capricorn. I don't know, though. Like, I, I had surgery a while back, <laughs> and it, it's they like— They removed all the Capricorn. They took out the Capricorn? <laughs> I had a Capricorn surgery. They got all the goat out of me. Oh, I, oh, I, I had three nurses, like, tell me what my Zodiac was, and two of them were different, so— <laughs> You are definitely a Capricorn. Capricorn? I, I okay. You could probably figure this out if you're willing to divulge your birthday, but I don't know if that's something you want to do. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll, I'll divulge. Uh, January 6th. He's a Capricorn. January 6th. All right. We can look it up on our tablet oh, right now. I think you're also a horse. I'm, I'm a horse? Yeah. That's terrible. In the uh, in the Chinese Zodiac? Yeah. I, I didn't know there was two different ones. So Maybe now, not. Now Wait, no, no. You're 91, right? Yeah. So you're a different one. I'm 90, so I'm a horse. Really? Yeah. How does this work? For the reference... It is definitely Capricorn. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm special. I don't know what that means. Try but... to off of your year. Yeah. The year of your birth. Yeah. And there's also, there's five of each sign because there's an element to each one of them as well, which also further dictates how it supposedly affects you and how, how your life is going to go. Right. I think I was metal monkey. Metal monkey. Which what? does sound like Just a pretty good start name of, banging. That's yeah. the name of my rock band. Oh. Metal monkey. That's a, that's a great one right there. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I don't I don't remember all the little things about the uh, Western Zodiac though. Yeah, you can get so deep into like all of the different things, the the elemental sign, and then where different planets were in alignment when you were born, and crazy yep. crazy depth. That's why if you ever go to um, one of those people that do those kind of readings, they actually ask you a very detailed when were you born, like time date yeah like what the there was yeah it's snowing oh that's wild i'm uh i'm a scorpio good one 
that's it's the best one. <laughs> well, that's a scor- yeah, such a Scorpio thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never really paid a whole lot of attention what to what uh, you know being a, a Cancer really is supposed to mean for me in terms of personality. Um, I, all I know is my roommate swears by it being accurate, mm-hmm. but I, I, I have my own uh, skeptical things. Like I, I've always felt that the the various things that you are supposed to see in someone of a particular zodiac sign are sort of basic human traits that are more made more obvious by somebody pointing them out. Not exaggerated, but it's these traits that can be yeah, pulled out of like anybody. Like, oh yeah, you are logical and uh, the one for me actually, someone described it to me. Uh, they said, oh, you're Capricorn, you're logical, you're this, this and that, and it's kind of annoying because it did describe me pretty well. <laughs> like I couldn't really fight the descriptions. Capricorns like, are all about money. Are, are they? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's me. <laughs> I guess that's me. Now I'm all about money. <laughs> but so there's there's astrology, which is like reading the stars and signs. But then there's also other kind of forms, like palm reading. Like, is your roommate also into palm reading? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, how, I actually I don't how much know. of a deep dive is she into all that stuff? Not very much. Like, okay. it, she'll she'll pay attention when she's like looking for someone to date. So like she. I, I think she's an Aries, so like she doesn't want to date people who are uh, whatever the opposed uh, signs are. Like, but I couldn't think she could get any pickier, honestly. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm on a I'm on an astrology zodiac signs website, and the, the first thing I see is an advertisement for Astroglide. Um, we're doing well. <laughs> that's a, that's a different kind of astro. <laughs> Astroglide. <laughs> oh man. So uh cancers, they're tenacious, highly imaginative, loyal, emotional, sympathetic, and persuasive. That's not you at all, man. That's you to a T. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna suddenly do a, a heel turn and smack you in the chair. Are you deeply intuitive and sentimental? Not really. No? Actually, I'm not really sentimental at all. I, I'm I, I tend to be fairly minimalist in in the way that you know I, I handle certain things. So they are and very I, emotional and sensitive, and care deeply about matters of the family and their home. Eh, that might be true. That might be true. I mean, I have a fairly <laughs> strong relationship with my family, but I've always felt that had more to do with the family than anything else. Okay, all and right. even then, like it's not like I you know I I don't talk to my family every single day. It's just that I make the time to go to family functions. You talk to your family way more than I talk to mine. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, you're known for mood swings. <laughs> that's true. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that is definitely. I true. have seen angry Nate. <laughs> not good. Cancer, the brave crab. That's you. He he nipped at Hercules' foot in a battle, and he got put in the stars. Isn't oh. that cancer, oh, or is crap. that another crab? Oh, that I sounds right. I, you're you're way more up on your on your Greek mythology. I thought that was cancer. That he he was oh. nipping at his heels when he was fighting. Was it the the lion or Hydra? Did he the fight Neiman Hydra? Lion? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, it was one of those two battles. Like like Harris sent the crab to go fight him as well, but it was literally a crab that he just stepped on. And she's like, "Oh well, that was a good effort there, Boyle. Let's just put you up in the stars." <laughs> I think that you. was I think that was Sebastian from uh, Lil Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you have great musical talent. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did make Allstate as a baritone and playing the euphonium, but that was back in high school. <laughs> I did not know 
Did you not? <laughs> yeah, I played. My, my mother was a music teacher, so I played. Uh, I sang in uh, church choir and, you know, choir in school all the way through middle and high school. And I played uh, both in the regular and jazz bands when I was a when I was a teenager. Nate, didn't you play? Um, didn't you play an instrument? Yeah, I played the bass clarinet. The bass clarinet was pretty badass, I have to say. Only person that played it in the in the school, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty it's cool. It's a bigger one, right? Yeah, it's the one that looks a little bit like a tenor saxophone. Yes. Okay. I actually know somebody who uh, just got their master's degree in uh, classical music, whose primary instrument is the bass clarinet. Yeah. So you know somebody who got a degree in bass clarinet. Yes, I do. Oh, my goodness. Not only a degree, a postgraduate degree. Of course you do. Is it really that complex, though? I mean, maybe I'm being a little... There, so there. <laughs> musical composition. It's just that the, the instrument that they chose to use was bass clarinet. That's what they played all through high school. I imagine music is pretty pretty complex when you're taking it in post-grad. Yes. So uh, Capricorn, let's let's talk about you for a second, Nate. So Capricorns are responsible, disciplined, self-controlled, and good managers. Um, do you do you agree with any of that? Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, some people might have disagreed on the good manager part, but uh, a lot of people liked me. Capricorn is a sign that represents time and responsibility, and it represents and its representatives are traditional and often very serious about nature. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess that makes sense. There's nothing Nate is more serious about, or, or Pepin is more serious about than trees. Trees? Nature. Oh, oh, oh. oh, very serious by nature, not about nature. Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes way more sense. Yeah, well, I'm serious, but I also <laughs> have my comical side. <laughs> but trees are pretty cool, I guess. I mean, uh, I haven't hugged one before, but, uh, you know. Are you a master of self-control with the ability to lead the way, make solid and realistic plans, and manage many people who work for them at any time? Well, the second part's a little more up there as far as, like, ability, but uh, I try to be self-controlled. Like, that's the goal, but gee, I think it's kind of hard. Capricorn, the goat of fear. The goat. (laughs) The goat of fear. I don't want to be the goat. Goat of Fear sounds like a B movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I think the Goat of Fear was a uh, was a, a asylum film that came out after the most recent uh, monster movie. I thought it was my cover band for Allison Chains. I don't know how to do those jokes. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the cover band game? Uh, how, no, please enlighten. So somebody, so somebody says something, you know, and you'll say that so and so is my cover band for a particular band. So in this particular case, uh, the goat of fear is. Let's see, what is the goat of fear? I think th- I'm going to say the goat of fear is my Mastodon cover band. There you go. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Strangely, that makes sense. It's uh, made popular by the the comedy music group Pollen Storm. Um, I've been to see them in a concert a couple of times and. That's a joke they'll drop right in the middle of one of their shows. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Have you guys done any live shows? Not live, no. no. Would you? Would we? Um, I probably would. I, I've never really had a problem with public speaking. I know that Brian, uh, one of our other uh, regular podcast people, would absolutely love to to inflict his brand of humor on as many people as possible. Uh, I don't, know. <laughs> don't know if the world's ready for that. <laughs> I, mean, I, do a, I do a live show every now and then for radio stations. Right. So. Well, yeah, I mean, you're Not regularly on the air, air so yeah. I would imagine you could at least steal. Carlo, I don't know. That'd be a good question. Yeah, you'd be the only one I think would be hesitant. Right. Yeah, there's four of you, right? 
Yes. Normally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, we have a, a cast of characters who will step in when, you know, there are a number of us missing, or we want to do something that requires a few more people, like the uh, the fantasy fiction um, draft, or Which you know, I think is six people that we had to limit to six. Yeah. That's, there's like that's always a popular nine one. that want to get in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who who are we missing as far as uh, astro- astrological signs go here? Oh, you haven't read mine for Taurus. Taurus. All right. What is a Taurus? Is that like the shell thing it's or a bull? The bull. A bull. Okay. The bull. The bull. Let's see. I gotta find the same website, so we're drawing them all from the same website. So I think a bull is gonna be pretty cool though, because bull, bulls are pretty pretty interesting. I mean, they got horns. That's stubborn, down to earth. Are the two things I remember from the description? Reliable, patient, practical, devoted, responsible, stable. Let's see. Practical and well-grounded, Taurus is the sign that harvests the fruits of labor. They feel the need to always be surrounded by love and beauty. Does that sound right? That's why I married my wife. (laughs) 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 Turn to the material world. Hedonism and physical pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you married your wife. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's see, let's see here. I haven't seen that part about hedonism. We're <laughs> <laughs> in that. What we often see as stubbornness can be interpreted as commitment, and their ability to complete tasks, whatever it takes, is uncanny. They make uh, great lifelong friends and partners. As in you agree or disagree? I disagree with the completing task. I have a problem with my follow through. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Is part of that though that you're just really hard on yourself and judging yourself like, you know, pretty pretty well for that? I mean, some people don't even get anything done and they think they did a lot when they do laundry. Yeah, that's probably probably more what it is. I scrutinize all this stuff. Like I've been trying to do uh, do artwork for our website for quite a while, but everything I draw, I'm like, no, that's trash. Get rid of it. <laughs> Are you the voice of reason in chaotic situations? Um, I think I am the reason there is a chaotic situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing there, Forrest. <laughs> All the words are there. <laughs> it's Taurus, the wandering bull. That's that's you to a T, right? Yeah, it's closer than I would like to admit. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, has anyone here been into like a psychic reader or one of those kind of sort of people? Nope. I had a tarot reading done once, like when I was very young, probably twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and that's what I don't remember a whole lot about it. By a friend or by an actual tarot? Uh, I was somebody. I, I, weirdly enough, I think it was at uh, I think it was at camp when I was like a kid, like oh. it was summer camp. They had somebody who was doing them, and I think they did it there. But that's the last thing that I can remember. Because we had a friend that was really into that for a while. I don't know if she still is. I I have no idea, well, but. I don't talk Never to did it anymore. To so. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's um, where you play the cards or something and says something about you. Like you interpret them in certain ways. And one's like the one of death or something. I well, just, so, that's all so, I know. Yes. The, the, the classical tarot is very similar to a deck of cards in that there are suits. Uh, so there's one, swords, cups, and staves. Pentacles. Uh, pentacles. Is yeah. that what it is? I thought you already said staffs. 
There, oh, yes, you're right. Uh, ones and staves would be the same yeah, thing. Yeah, would be the same thing. Um, and there are, you know, like there are uh, jokers, for instance, in a in a deck of playing cards. There are also things like death or um, uh, the hanged man or well, the major four. arcana. The major arcana. That's the, the that, normal that cards. Yeah, the normal cards are your minor arcana. Right. They have all the suits that you would expect. They also have a uh, squire. I think it is. So, so there's there's a representative for like the Jack Queen King, but mm -hmm. there's also one other, yes. like knight or something like that. Uh, and Nave, then I think is so, no, no Nave is um one is of the uh, the Jacks major. Basically. No, yeah. it's the major because it? it's it's the first first card, the fool. Oh yes, of yeah. course. So it's it's the first of the major arcana, and then the major arcana are like a bunch of extra cards, and when they're flipped, they have especially meaningful substance to whatever the reading is. And then there's it depends on the part I never understood was if they're if they're flipped right side or upside down. I don't know how that's just not a like turning the deck in your hand to get the card that way. Right. But like death, what? when it's flipped normal side means like endings and stuff like that. But when it's flipped upside down, it means the beginning of something. Right. Because the, the reversed version of a card is supposed to be supposed to be the antithesis to what it would normally mean. If I remember, if I if I recall my my tarot correctly, when I was reading all this stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know that they're laid down in a particular pattern, and that determines like what is supposed to mean what to whoever. Yeah, being like written. one's supposed to be like the family position or something like that, and mm -hmm. one's like the future. That's my favorite sex move: the family position. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Also, the family position is my Jackson 5 cover band. So. <laughs> and that's how that game is played. Oh, played. man. Well, there's a lot more to terror card reading than I thought, that's for sure. The cards have elements. What? Yeah, they, they feel, yeah, yeah. cards and uh, astrological signs have elements to them, too. Yeah, I have my post-grad degree in tarot cards. <laughs> money. That's true. A lot of people Some give me money. Street fairs and stuff like that. Hey, get your. I got to move to New Orleans, though. Well, there's too much competition there. <laughs> well, you got to be the best. If you want to be well, the best, it. you got to go where there's competition. Nobody's doing it there, I'm sure. <laughs> you mean Bronson? <laughs> hey, Ma, I got a cookie. No, no dice. The Saint Oba. <laughs> and there's some Sorry, that's what today. we do. That's, that's nostalgia right there. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it, so I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find the exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles. It's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now.
I didn't have someone like read my future or something per se, but they kind of they tried to tell me what like my utter essence was or my greatest fear was. Like they were kind of pulling it out of me, like psychic, more like a psychic reading, but more like an internal psychic reading. If that Ooh, makes sense. I, 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 I don't know. Wait, wait. Are you sure? Are you sure you're talking about like a tarot card reading? And no, not? this is something completely different. Oh, okay. It's, were, it's you just na- time. were you, were you yeah. naked? Turns no. out he met the scarecrow on the street, and uh... <laughs> but this is like a few years back, like maybe five years ago, and he told me like greatest fear was being alone, and like, huh, that that could make sense because I don't I I don't feel very lonely. I don't think I mind not being around people, but maybe that's my like my internal fear. Maybe that's like my walls. And recently, I moved into a new apartment. I'm alone. It's great. I mean, I don't, I don't think it, he was right with that one. Right? Yeah. I don't think that's quite what he meant, but because there's a difference between privacy and isolation. Your greatest, your greatest fear is vanilla ice cream cones. Vanilla. Oh, shh. That's bad. My greatest fear is needles, but I don't think that your average psychic's likely to come up with that one. Imagine if they did, though. <laughs> that would be fairly impressive, although it's not that uncommon a phobia. Mine's deer. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> There's, he's a Deers very... are freaky at night. <laughs> you walk down a street at 2 a.m. and see a deer run across making the god-awful sound that they make when they go across the road. And tell me that you're not afraid of that. Oh, that screech, bam. That's not even a screech. It's more like a... (laughs) (laughs) Is that before or after they're hit by a car? Before. Okay, okay. So why are you walking down the street at 2 a.m.? I I didn't have a car for a little while, so I was actually walking home from work. And that was when I was doing Red Sox games, and West Coast Red Sox games were the bane of my life. Because okay. I wouldn't get done till like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And that sounds about right. I have to walk home. That's super fair. Um, we, we got one more one more to read here. Scorpio, uh, resourceful, brave, passionate, stubborn, a true friend. Scorpios are passionate and assertive people. They're determined and decisive and will research until they find out the truth. That's, pro- that's probably tr- true, right, Nate? Right, Pepin? Oh, it's a. I'm not Scorpio. <laughs> no, I am. Oh, you're Scorpio. Oh, yeah. sorry. You're not even fucking paying attention. <laughs> what a Capricorn, <laughs> Jesus! So self-indulgent. If it's not about me, I'm not paying t- attention. Sorry, I thought that was about one of them there. Oh, so that's a good reason to tune out. It's just about the guest. No, no. no. I, I was trying to think. Does that apply? Okay, I think it maybe applies to me. I, I don't know. I don't know. Does it? I was trying to figure it out myself. But now this applies to you. I'm like, wait, does that apply to Steve? Hold on. I'm just going to say no just for the heck of it. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Let's see. What? They did? They don't have like the Scorpio. Th- they don't have the thing like the Mad Bull or whatever the other one was. <laughs> the Wandering, wandering Bull. Yeah, Mad Bull is a very different horoscope. <laughs> Well, that's oh god, the grenades! <laughs> Not the grenades. All right, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's that is a very old anime we're talking about yeah. right now. There's a famous scene where the it's a cop show, basically. It's a hyper violent Japanese cop show taking place in New York, and one of the cops just drops trowel right there on like on top of a building or whatever it is, and there's nothing but like this bouquet of grenades attached to his balls. <laughs> And he just starts pulling them off and hucking them down at the criminals. 
Is, is that supposed to be like symbolic? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Of, of really crazy stuff that they can think of. A bouquet of grenades attached to his balls. Bouquet of grenades attached to his ball. If they were a beard of grenades. Beard. Oh, a beard. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's awesome. I want a beard of grenades. Attached to your balls, though? Well, wherever they gotta go. I guess so. I guess so. I've seen weirder piercings. So, so no. you... You really haven't. <laughs> Jacob's ladder. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Jacob's ladder. It's a piercing they get. It's like... It's, it's like on their dick. It it's kind of goes up or something like that. It's weird. I'm just thinking of Jacob's Ladder, which is that electrical thing with the two antennas that spread apart that have the electricity arc between them. And I'm thinking that would be a really bad piercing. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen that on balls, too. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Jacob's Ladder, which is those four wooden squares that are tied together by ribbon. And you knock them back and forth and they like cascade downwards. Oh, yeah. Man, we all got different ideas of Jacob's Ladder. I mean, if you want to Google it real quick, go ahead, but uh, be warned. <laughs> so that's, it's, a, that's a risky click right there. Uh, not safe for work. <laughs> Everything about this show is not safe for work, <laughs> especially Pevin's recommendations for photos. Yep. So, so you said you've getting fights with your roommate sometimes over over astrology. What's that about? Oh, just she'll want to make certain decisions based on astrology and. I think it's dumb, and I say so, and that's not usually a correct thing to do. So it's not the right answer. Yeah, it's not, not the, the right answer she was looking for. Is it yes. dumb though? Does it does what? it always pan out poorly? Like, what her method of making a decision is to base it on something outside of her control. And I, I feel like I a lot of people answer have... this question on the grounds that it may incriminate me, and I don't know if she's going <laughs> to listen to it later. You're pleading the fifth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so a lot of people have trouble like making decisions. My brother sometimes, when he can't decide between two things, will flip a coin. Like, is it not kind of similar? Just putting, letting something else make that decision for you, so you don't have to. I mean, if you're not strong one way or the other, yeah, why not? Uh, my my concern is, and this is my concern with this sort of thing in general, is that a lot of times people will make decisions based on some the idea of something like astrology <clears throat> in the face of whatever they actually know to be true. And that's that's where I like I don't have strong opinions about astrology, but when you're making a decision that goes against everything that you understand to be true because some random, you know, line of text you read that has very little to do with your actual life says so that that's where I run into problems. So are you saying that she can make better decisions on her own? I think she absolutely could make better decisions on her own. I'll agree with that. I think you have to be self-aware of when you're making like a toy toss decision like if if it's between two options and you're not quite sure what to do or if you're just not sure what to do and you say okay uh screw it let's go with astrology here like you got to be kind of aware that's that's what you're defaulting to because you don't know what to do but if you say i know what to do because i have this coin here to flip here and if it's heads i'm gonna do this well that, that's kind of fooling yourself a bit like you got to be aware why you're going to that you're letting the universe decide uh y- yeah but th- I-, I think Oh, okay, if you're if you're aware of that, I don't think it's an issue with that. I guess. I mean, if you're saying I'm gonna let the universe decide on this, you know, whatever. Uh, well, I guess you're letting the horoscope decide in that case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the universe. That's yeah. what I would fall back on for my horoscope to make me decide. <clears throat> Things I have problems with is like, do I want a cheeseburger or a hot dog today? What's your horoscope What's your saying? Horoscope. 
Taurus would not eat a cheeseburger. Because <laughs> he's a ball. That's what. All right. Steer, steer clear of cheese today. <laughs> the sun is in retrograde. Uh, uh, I get puns. <laughs> I think it's only Venus that can go in retrograde. Is that where it like goes backwards? Yes, that's when it appears to go backwards in the sky. Right, right, because of the weird Venus way that it... rolling planet of Taurus. Yeah. Wait, don't don't two isn't like Uranus and Neptune like swap places at some uh, point? Neptune and Pluto will occasionally swap their positions relative to Earth in terms of which one's closer. Because Pluto has an, an, an extremely eccentric orbit. Yeah, that's wild. But it's not a planet anymore, so we don't talk about Pluto. Yeah, it's a dwarf planet, is that right? Yeah, it's a dwarf planet. Yeah, yeah. Three other dwarf planets to hang out with, so it's true. not alone. Yeah. Uh, four, five, five. Well, there's Sedna <clears throat> that I can remember. I don't remember what the other ones are. Uh, Sedna, Eris, and um, Ceres. Oh, that's right. Ceres was reclassified from an asteroid to a dwarf planet, wasn't it? Yep. I actually remember talking to a girl about astrology, and I don't know if Pluto plays into it, but she's talking about it a little bit, and she was mad that Pluto wasn't a planet anymore, and she kept on talking about it. Like, like she wasn't bringing up astrology, but it seemed like it kind of had an impact on that. It's, it's kind of interesting. Well, I know that astrology has kind of flip-flopped with how it treats the other celestial objects, because for a while, um, Ceres, uh, Pallas, and a couple of the other asteroids were considered planets briefly. Uh, when they were like first discovered, so they were like incorporated into astrology and stuff like that. So why they're not continued, I don't know. Wasn't there something recently where there was a um, a, a, a like a there were twelve originally uh, horoscope signs, and then there was like a thirteenth. Yeah, there's a thirteenth sign. There's Serpentarius, Serpentarius. Any idea something. where that falls in? Um, it's because the the sign of Serpentarius there. Um, actually dips into the the plane of where the sun goes that they call the arc of the zodiac. I think it is like that. It's where where all those zodiac signs are in the sky. So it actually dips in just a little bit. So there are some that actually call it the 13th sign. There are others who do not, though. That's completely asinine because it's just kind of dip it in. It's not really a part of it. I've learned a lot about uh, astronomy now. Um, I mean, we turn this into astronomy, which I like. Astronomy is a bit more easier for me to understand than astrology, because astrology is, I don't know, the tarot card stuff was very confusing as well. And maybe why I don't kind of buy into it as much is because I have a hard time, like, understanding it. It's, it's really hard for me to, like, contemplate or even think about. Like, the universe is affecting me in this kind of way. Like, just the stars are having this effect on me. I mean, I know they have, like, a gravitational pull on me and, you know, so on and so forth, but, like... To having interplay in my life in that kind of way, it's hard for me to comprehend in that sort of way. Mm. Whereas, you know, straight up astronomy is somewhat easier, a bit more dry. Are right, you ready for my heel turn here? Yes, yes, ready. Can I hit with a chair now? So, I actually do think there might be something to astro- astrology from one point of view. Okay. Which is that I do believe that depending on the time of year that you are born, you are more or less likely to have certain personality traits. I just don't think it has anything to do with the astrological science. Yeah, I, I think they actually did a study. I think they actually did some studies on that too, if I remember right. And it is somewhat true, especially in climates where it's a bit, bit more like not just one climate the whole time. It's like a cyclical, so you have winters right. and stuff. And if you live in New England and you know you are a child born in say February, and six months into your life when you can you know first start understanding object permanence, you're you know. You are. It's the summertime. It's August. 
I think that's different than if you were born in, say, September and, you know, you're you're really not getting your first thoughts until you're, you know, dealing with cold weather and being stuck inside all day. Mm. So I think that may have some changes. So that I would go with when it when it comes to, you know, the astrological signs. I, I, but and so I think that, you know, human beings need for pattern recognition is part of the reason why we need to associate those traits with something. Well, it, wouldn't so, it be the opposite then in that if you as far as the hemispheres go? So people in the northern hemisphere would be, you know, like a Scorpio would mean this. And then in the southern hemisphere it would be the opposite. No, but, I, but that's the thing. If it like, has to do with the, seasons. The population of the planet and particularly the population of Europe and its, you know, descendant colonies are almost universally in the northern hemisphere. And so that's where most of those ideas, I think, come from. There are there are different constellations in the southern hemisphere. Yes. But to the best of my knowledge, there's never been the rise of a civilization permanent enough in the southern hemisphere to really give rise to the same sorts of mythologies that there have been. And those mythologies that have arisen there really haven't seen the the level of acceptance that the European and, and Chinese ones have, because those are the dominant cultures on the planet and they're in the northern hemisphere. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, there's there's your possible explanation. Yeah, I feel like I might be making this up, but I'm gonna say it anyway. So it might might, might be wrong. Never stopped you before. I, yeah, I feel like you're wrong. Something something to do with the study. I'm trying to recall the study I had seen somewhere. I think it was something like people born in the winter tend to have a higher probability of obesity, and I think the reasoning is that uh, they have a bit more hunger because to make it through the winter you need more you know, to survive if you're a baby. So they're more hungry, so they get more nutrients. And the ones that are less hungry didn't survive as often. So I think that's the reasoning there. But I'm not sure if that's 100% or I'm just misremembering something. I just make bad decisions when it comes to... I was going to say, as a fat man born in the summer, I'm not necessarily going to want that. As a fat man born in the spring, I'm going to say no. But I, I could definitely see that there, you know, from a... There, there being a, you know, chemistry change in... You know the what what the uh, the child is consuming because the what the parent is consuming is different. Like I could see that being a thing, but I, again, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen any research on that one way or the other. Mm-hmm. If you want an example of the stuff I eat? Unqualified networks backslash bacon. bacon. <laughs> you can send them to the hidden site. I'm going uh, to send them to the hidden page with with the American Dream, or is it the only in America? Is there what do we end up? Calling uh, it was the American name? Dream. The, the monstrosity of a burger yes. that Forrest decided to create. Double burger with two grilled cheese sandwiches for buns. Oh, my God. I'm down on that. <laughs> See? <laughs> that crazy. sounds amazing. I didn't say it didn't sound tasty. I said it sounded horrifying. Wait, wait. Oh, no, it sounds amazing. Two grilled cheese sandwiches for buns? Yes. yes. What? So it's a sandwich sandwich? It's a, what? <laughs> sandwich section. <gasps> And the weirdest oh thing is, is that Wendy's, I think, actually came out with a burger that was almost identical to that the year after <laughs> you made that up. Yep. <laughs> or it wasn't Wendy's. It was Friendly's. That's what it was. Was it Friendly's? Yeah, it was Friendly's. Friendly's not that good. No, I didn't say it was good. I said they came up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly's is, uh, they're like the most genius, stupid company I've ever known. <laughs> well, like every everything they produce is like, man, that sounds good, but it's Friendly's, so now I'm good. I'll I'll go get I'll go get diary at TGA Fridays. <laughs> We've got a Five Guys nearby. I think I'll stick with that. <laughs> that's what I made the American Dream out. That's of. what you made Some the American Dream guys, out of. That's yeah. correct. Really? Oh my god, that sounds so good. Such a greaseball. 
It, it was a little greasy. Yeah. Not as greasy as the thing I did with the KFC stuff. Oh, God. Oh, you had to remind that. me of that, didn't you? <laughs> I forgot forget how I made that. I know I used two of the uh, the the sandwiches that were just the two chicken pieces. The, the, the chicken double downs. Yeah, yes. the double downs. Yeah, that's right. Those were great. I, Amazing. I something, but the two double downs was this. No, the, the double down was the middle, and I think I it, was it was the Doritos uh, the Doritos tacos that were on the outside. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Did you make a sandwich out of tacos? I did. Oh it was two God. tacos and the double down. That was my sandwich. I think I'm having a heart attack just thinking. About That's why I'm fat. <laughs> Wait, is a taco sandwich? <laughs> uh, well, I guess that requ- that depends on whether or not you think a, a hot dog is a sandwich. Well, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, I would say yes. Yes, it's a sausage sandwich. <laughs> it's a mini sub. <laughs> sub, yeah. A, a hot dog is a sub. Like, you get one of those foot-long hot dogs, what do you put it in? You put it in a fucking sub roll. You got to. I would agree with a sub, especially the way Subway makes subs, where they just kind of gut the middle of the bread anyways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just one piece of bread that you... Basically, just make cut. a giant hot dog roll, and it's then they op- just put other stuff in it. It's an open-faced sandwich. Yeah, Mita's very stuck on sandwiches lately. He tries to claim that pizza is an open-faced sandwich. Pizza is an open-faced sandwich. <laughs> That might actually have some merit. It's it. one piece of cooked dough with a bunch of shit on top of it. That's an open face sandwich. I, I'm not going to go with you only because it's not bread before it's cooked. Like, yeah, I can see well, a. Bread's that, not bread before it's cooked. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're saying because they put the stuff into the bread before it's baked? Yes. That's why it wouldn't be a sandwich? That's why it's not a sandwich. That's why it's not an open face sandwich. Well, what if what if you put like cheese in in bread when you cook it? You know how like Subway has the cheesy cheese bread. That's then it's cheesy bread, not a sandwich. Well, yeah, but then you can use it to make a sandwich. Yes, but then you're making a sandwich out of you know what you're talking about. You can make a sandwich out of pizza. I got a question. If you got three pieces of bread on top of each other, is that a sandwich? It's a bread sandwich. <sighs> it's the. I, 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 I don't think it is. Sandwich, I can sandwich that was my childhood, thank you. This is our <laughs> second episode talking about sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I do like cooking an awful lot. So, And Forrest likes yes. making horrifying abominations out of fast food an awful lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you put an ad in the middle of a show, is that a sandwich? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think by your definition, railroad ties are a sandwich. <laughs> a railroad sandwich. Yeah. Railroad sandwich is my train cover. A piece man. of wood between the two steel rails apparently now is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write a book called "Everything's a Sandwich." It can go with my friend's uh, d- desire to call everything a tasty beverage. There's a uh, photo or a meme out there, and this guy found some guy across the world in India and he had them put like a piece of bread on the ground while the other guy put the, another piece on the ground. Uh, Earth sandwich. That's Earth genius. sandwich. Yes. yes. Technically, oh yes. God. Earth sandwich. If you do it with one piece of bread, then it's an open-faced Earth sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many Earth sandwiches. <laughs> Accidentally, every time you drop a piece of bread... <laughs> open-faced earth sandwich I'm, I'm not every time i drop bread now i'm not gonna say that i i'm just gonna say i'm making an earth sandwich is that your enya cover band 
Oh, there you go. Well done. Well done, sir. So, um, Zodiac. (laughs) Is the Zodiac a sandwich? Ah, yes. It's a donut. It goes around the earth. That's true. Is a donut a sandwich? With a hole being in the middle? It's an infinite sandwich. So it's a nothing sandwich? (laughs) A nothing sandwich? I didn't even think of that. Spread all around it. There you go. Open face, nothing sandwich. Open face, nothing <laughs> sandwich. Donut is an open face I think sandwich. That's literally yes. just a piece of bread sitting on a table. <laughs> I think it's just bread at that point. Open, <laughs> no, no, no. A piece of one piece of bread sitting on a table is an open face sandwich. It's an open face nothing sandwich. It is. It's a nothing sandwich. This has gone beyond my comprehension here. <laughs> we just broke. And now you know how I feel about the zodiac. <laughs> Full circle, just like the Zodiac. I love it. So, Nate, tell me, has there ever been a time that the Zodiac has actually influenced your life? Uh, Not that I can really think of. (laughs) But again, I'm a skeptic, so even if it had, I don't know that I would notice. I mean, I'm pretty oblivious to begin with, so. Okay. That's true. Forrest, what about you? Um, Like I said, I used to read my horoscope every day in the paper. Uh, too many days went by where it was not even close. So I still like it, but I don't think it really influences life. And Pepin? I mean, besides people talking to me about their Zodiac or asking me my, about my Zodiac, I mean, I've had some long conversations about Zodiac signs where people were explaining to me, like, for an hour. Hmm. But besides that, no. What, what about, like, your love life? Like, you're like, I never want to date uh, this specific Zodiac sign because I know, like, I'll never be able to get along with somebody of that sign. No. You, would, you wouldn't want to ever exclude anybody as an option. Not based on Zodiac sign. I, I, I would no never want to do that because I, I feel like at that point you're looking for excuses for something to not work. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to exclude somebody from something that... Where I haven't met them first. Really? Okay. Yeah, I have to make my decision off actually meeting people and talking to them as opposed to like their sign or where they're from or anything like that. So so there's there's nothing that excludes people that you would use to, to blanket it, um, you know, count somebody out of your your possible choices. Nah. What if they're what if they're a man? Nah. No? Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Pepin? What? I haven't met that man yet. <laughs> See, now I'm confused about the question. If you, if there's if, one guy out there that's really depressed that I said that, but <laughs> I haven't met that man yet. It, would you, if you, is there any criteria that you follow that completely cut somebody out of the running of you dating them? Uh, yeah, I guess if they're a dude, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they're like super ugly, maybe, or maybe they seem, I don't know. Super ugly S- or super, super, dude. Okay. Super ugly. I mean, super ugly is kind of being a dude though. But there's some good-looking dudes out there, like Justin Timberlake. So I guess he's the exception right there. Okay, so other than Justin Timberlake, I think girls who have who have manly features are pretty hot. They can be, like the uh, androgynous look. I kind of like the androgynous look, to be honest. Okay. But uh, it's got to be like a like a like a feminine androgyny. It can't be like a like a masculine one. Okay. When um, when you're having sex with somebody, is that an open face sandwich? <laughs> I mean, if you're lucky, it's just a sandwich. I mean, if they're laying on a piece of bread, maybe. 
Oh man, where 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 can where can people find you guys? The Unqualified Networks podcast. You can find us on unqualifiednetworks.com. You can follow us on Twitter at unqualifiednet, at Forrest James, at n snitko n s n i t k o, and you can even follow our other two hosts uh, at Corsec. And at Bryce Soup. Outstanding. And, of course, you guys are also on PodcastNH.com. Um, and you recently did a um, an interview with Listen Notes. So if people want to hear more about who, who you guys are, how your podcast came about, and how you do what you do, and maybe even some advice for starting their own podcast, they can check that out on uh, either Listen Notes or on the website, PodcastNH.com, under the Interviews tab. Yep. Absolutely. So f- fantastic. So glad you guys came on. Um, congratulations on being over 350 episodes. That is absolutely mind blowing. Uh, and we, we look forward to having you guys on again soon. Oh, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll try to host our, uh, host you guys on our, uh, site at some point as well. That sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot of fun. All right. Awesome. Until next time. I'll bring the sandwiches. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Just a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did the doc. Hey, if you like this content, check out our friends at GNA Podcast. Find them in the description or on Facebook at GNA Podcast. You love them as much as we do.